What do you do podcast with Matt now? Hey everybody, welcome back to the What Do You Do podcast. I'm back here with my boy Al. Hey everyone, how's it going? And this is our first actual video one, hopefully, if it all works out. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Our, uh, it's been a while, but our guest today is Jamie Waldron, a, how would you, how, what would you call it, just butcher? Like, that, that's probably the safest way to put it. Just straight up butcher. There's I, no technical term. No, culinary no. butchery no. specialist. No, no, you could sugarcoat it all you want, but I'll just go with butcher. Butcher, okay. And so, what 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 is it you do, man? Like uh, synopsis. Okay, so what I do? Wow. Okay. Oh man, I'll try to paraphrase it. So, I am a butcher. Uh, I feel like I'm some some sort of like uh, at some sort of a meeting or something by having that. Type of <laughs> honestly, what I do is uh, a large portion of my uh, kind of uh, thing, day to day activity, is educating the public on uh, whole animal butchery. So I run hands on workshops where people come and they will take apart a pig, they'll take apart chickens, they'll take apart lambs, whatever have you. So these are hands-on workshops that I put on all over Ontario. Um, and I've just recently launched a meat share program in the Hamilton area. So that just means that um, instead of people getting in there and rolling up their sleeves and doing the work, I'm doing the work. And then they just meet me at a centralized pickup location and they pick up their meat. Um, <laughs> I, it's, I, I, so I, they just drag I, over I'm a dead lamb and they're like, hey, no, no, I no, want no. steak tonight. Go. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, it, it, there's a little bit more nuance than that. Um, so my thing is, is that I'm really particular about the meat that I bring in. So I'm a huge fan of supporting the small farmers in Ontario that are just doing tremendous work. So. I go to the farms, I meet the farmers, I see the animals, they're on pasture, they're doing all the things that we want to think that animals should be doing. You know when you go to the grocery store and you see those pictures on the wall? That's total horseshit, right? We all know that. Uh, Al, do you go to the grocery store? (laughs) I do. Okay. You know what he's talking about? Because I don't go to the grocery store. So I got married for that twenty years ago. Quite honestly, like I'm just dying to ask questions, and 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 I think I mean in terms of like I I don't I haven't been to the grocery store in so long, dude. So so basically, what I what I was my wife's a chef, and I just (sighs) spoiled. Yeah, totally. <laughs> he's, he's one of those guys that he barely knows that meat comes from an animal. Sometimes I know it comes <laughs> served on a plate, dude. <laughs> good, <laughs> That's good. how it comes. But with I'm, potatoes I'm so and like, shit on the side. <laughs> but, but you were you were you were mentioning about this this work fair uh, earlier, and, and like just dying to ask. Go. So do you have like lineups of people with their chickens and stuff? Is like, hey, dude, like show me how to butcher my no. chicken. Like, no, no, no. So honestly, like, I where I, would you do these? Okay, they, they, great, great question. So there's venues all over Ontario. So I've done them in breweries. I've done them in culinary studios. I've done them in classrooms, people's homes. Wherever ho- I'm hired, so, I go. Uh, the product is either brought with me or with no oh, supply product. See. So you're not and actually I, butchering the animal. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's That's not. what I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> workshop is like, is this guy actually teaching people? How yeah, to he's taking the them? lamb out back and putting the pillow over his no, head. No, 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 no. <laughs> Although you know, I do have a background. I, have I thought a background. you loved me. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have a background in that, and I'm fully capable of doing it. But no, that's not. No, no, no. These okay, are okay. these are geared to the general public, and I don't want to totally like turn people off of the thing. I want them to be educated in the no, process. No, no, no. And I just wanted to get that out of the way because I'm sure <laughs> pe- I just, I'm sure some people are asking is like, well, what is it that he does? Like, how do, how do you teach about butchery? Like, like so so basically, you show up with finished product. 
No, in no, a no. Box it's still or? it's still a half cart. Like if if, we, if there's a if there's a, a class like a pig class. Oh, I see. You show up with like a half pig. Two half pigs and eight people are there, and then four oh, and people. Oh, you carve on it side, up in front of them. And I no no no. I walk them through it. They, it is a hand. Oh, they do. Class. Oh, they get to they carve it do up. It. And then they take all the meat home at the end of the class. Oh, so it's sort of like the idea of what I was thinking about, where people show up with their own half carcasses. It's like, sure. okay, I just shot this. Right. <laughs> Let's carve it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus, but what you're saying is like, it's an actual workshop where you pay and you get it nice and clean and properly prepared. Has anybody ever showed up with a half ex wife? No. <laughs> no, not yet. No, not, not yet. <laughs> Did I? Look, I just need to get rid of these parts. <laughs> <laughs> Although maybe at the end of it, they might be more you know, capable of grinding yeah, this yeah. up in a hamburger. <laughs> exactly. So. I think I just trained a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's but, a learning curve. But uh, no, in all seriousness, um, like these workshops, like how, how many of these do you do in a year? Oh, man. I've lost track because like I was looking at the calendar for March and I've got, I think, really? eight on the calendar right now. No shit. You're that busy. I am that busy. That's, you know, honestly, like up until Matt told me, he's like, we're going to have a butcher on the podcast. I was like, they still have those? <laughs> well, of course. Well, like, seriously, that's what I thought. But, I, do, I, mean, I, I thought it's back, more. Like, when I was younger, it made sense because my mom would order from a real butcher in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. But you don't really see that anymore. It's basically, here's a fridge yeah. with prepackaged meat. And there's like nobody to be found except some part-time student who stocks the shelves. Yeah, some pimply kid with a beard net or something, Pretty right? much, right? Like, yeah. you don't see butchers in grocery stores anymore. No, well, I mean... Not really. Not really. There, I mean, I think I would There's wager c- that there is some in some grocery stores that are still trying to hold on to, like, some sort of, like, illusions of, like, but tradition you don't or see something. one in Fresco. You don't see one in, in No Frills no, and those kinds no, of grocery no, no. stores. That's and, and what do you mean You'll by... You'll see it in, like, Fortino's. Fortino's, yes. What do you, what do you mean by that, illusions of... Like hang, ma- maintaining some sort of tradition because tradition, everybody yeah, really it. loves to to still walk in and feel like they can take that trip back down memory lane and maybe yeah, talk yeah, to yeah. their butcher. Right? There's you hear it right. It's talk to your butcher, make a relationship with your butcher. You know uh, the the baker's still there. Fortino's is a great example of that because they mm-hmm. they still employ those types of professions. Yes. But you're right, like your fresh goes no frills. A lot of those grocery stores have just gone to centralized cutting facilities and everything comes in a box or like cellophane wrapped already labeled. So the the kid with the beard net gets to go out there and recite and, and you know, cycle through the product or whatever have yeah. you. So take out the expired product That's right. and, and recycle and change the date on that, it. That all comes from Fear Man. It could. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, it could certainly. Yeah, like they're all uh the, those packing plants are doing the work for them. Or even like Sobeys may have like a centralized facility for a Sobeys or, and I think the smaller scale, so smaller stores. And where did, where did you learn how to do this? Good question, man. Um, so yeah, when I was at a high school, I wish it was like some sort of awesome story, but it's not like I was at a high school. I needed a job. Uh, and some people I knew worked at a small little retail shop and they needed somebody there. I went there. I worked up until the point where they wouldn't give me May 2-4 weekend off, so I quit. <laughs> As you do when you're 19, right? Just an, yeah, totally. Just a total yes. idiot. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, That's how so people what? still do their thing. All my friends have it off. Honestly. Do you want me to work? Yeah, I was like, no. So then whatever, I, lo- I quit that job, and then when I like came back from May 2-4, I was in the same situation. Then that little bit of experience that I had from being at a high school and having that job got me a foot in the door. Uh, of another place. So I'm originally from the Windsor area. So down in Windsor, there's a place called Remark Farms. Um, and they hired me on and I worked, ended up working there for five years. And then it was just kind of like, 
a checker. You don't look like you've been out of high school for five years, though. I appreciate that. That's really <laughs> nice. I'll take that as a compliment. No, so seriously. I've been, yeah. So I, I honestly, I've been doing this for almost twenty years now. Yeah, yeah. Twenty years. Say. Yeah. How old are you, dude? What time did you go to high school? I know. Eh? <laughs> you think I was Doogie Howser or something? Yeah, no, yeah, I'm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna be forty-four this year. That's yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm, a, I'm a a year and a half older than you, but okay. So yeah, it's just been a, like a, a kind of like back and forth and tried like hell when I was a kid to get out of it. Like really wanted nothing to do with it. And it wasn't until probably about the past, like, I don't know, 10 or 15 years that I thought that it might be a, some sort of a viable career and just kind of been sticking with it. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. walk me through one of your workshops. I'm, I, here's my dead lamb. <laughs> Her name was Buffy. <laughs> um, I'm hungry. Go. Okay. So, um, like, honestly, like, it seems like the lion's share is generally pork. Everybody gets a real excited about taking the pork classes. So those are more often than Seriously? not. Seriously. The so they're different classes. classes, like a beef class, a pork class, a... Yes. Like, when a, when a, generally when I start talking to, um, like, a potential workshop host, they'll, they'll, we'll run through our options. And we always kind of settle on pork because we can get eight people out there. Uh, the price point's relatively affordable and everybody goes home with the meat. And so like lamb's really expensive, chicken, everybody. How much, just out of curiosity, is a pork workshop? They, uh, some venues will go anywhere from 180 up to like 200 bucks. Seriously? But here's the value. Like, I mean, I, this, that this isn't a sales that, pitch. But that includes the pig? Yeah, you take home 20, 25 pounds of meat at the end. Like, these guys are going home with, like, and the more, like, adventurous cooks, the ones that'll, like, take skin or the head. Yeah. Like, we're going to do that for sure. No, 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 we're taking the head for sure. Yeah. So, like, you can't even go to a butcher shop, like an independent butcher shop, and pay that little money for that much meat. Here's a story because we buy roast pig Mm. at Christmas every year. We go to a Chinese shop in Hamilton, Mm -hmm. here on Queen Street, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I order roast pig every year and it's, you know, it's $220, $240 mm-hmm. a pig. Yep. Roasted, but you know, with the head on and everything like that, ready to go, rock and roll. Yeah. Party time. And like, we keep the head, we keep the legs, we keep all that stuff and make like a stew out of it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we don't waste any aspect of the animal. Yeah. Like it, we eat it literally head to toe yeah yeah and, and that's and that's kind of like one of the the underlying themes of the workshop is i always say like i judge the success of the workshop by how little i have to dispose at the end because we talk about like the uses for every single thing and then that gets kind of people like kind of amped up by the end of it they're like oh well you were talking about you know the trotters like i i want to take those home and try those so there's a, always a dialogue the feet Oh yeah, so trotters. like there's a dialogue. <laughs> I should have put that together. <laughs> the trotters, huh? <laughs> you know, honestly, when Tiffany buys a full uh, rabbit, my it's... favorite parts are when we fry up the liver, the heart, yeah, the yeah. kidneys. Yeah. Like, I like oh, I just eat that shit too. up. And so is the cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That stuff's so good, right? And yeah. good for you. Probably the best stuff you're gonna eat. It's so animal. tasty. Yeah. So yeah. in your workshops, do mm-hmm. you do you get the the organs or no? There's a couple of kidneys in the pigs, but they don't normally leave uh, the organ meats in it. They, normally at the processing plants, uh, they're taking the what we call the eviscerae, and, and they're like sending that off to a rendering plant, and that's getting recycled and, and made into <laughs> other products, right? Dog so food. And you know what? That stuff is best <laughs> yeah. fresh, so it normally doesn't come. Like you wouldn't get the heart, liver, lungs, that kind of thing, unless yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you specify that you wanted them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. How- it, okay, so we, again, <laughs> I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm, I've got my lamb. Yep. Her name was Buffy. She's she died. She she lived a good life. Okay, I, I want lamb steak tonight. What do I do? 
So in a lamb class, uh, I'm trying okay, to maybe I should say lamb. Here's my pig. Class. Okay. His name was Porky. <laughs> Eventually we'll get there, but we're going to have to go through a couple of processes before we get there. So anyway, so we start the class and we just do a little bit of dialogue. We talk about um, where the pig was raised, how it was killed. I go through the whole slaughter process beginning and just to educate everybody there who's never Why does it. that matter? Because I think that people are, are there and um, I'm able to not have to gloss over those things. So if I'm in a retail situation and I'm talking to a customer, somebody might be a little bit squeamish about that stuff. I can't put everybody, I can't paint with a broad brush and tell like the whole story to everybody because some people aren't comfortable with that. And I don't, I don't, I don't claim to be the guy that needs to like go out there and like advocate that everyone needs to either kill their own meat or, or understand the process. It's just like, that's not for everybody. I'm I'm not going to jump into that political fight. But at least, well, I would think at least just take it to the point where you at least understand where meat comes from. A hundred percent. That's right. right. Yep. So it, all it, you're it explaining come to them from a package. All you're yeah. explaining to them is like, yeah, this guy, you know, I sang a lullaby before I slit his throat. Is that what you're saying? No, like <laughs> I, I worked in a, I've worked in both uh, pork processing plants and lamb processing plants, and so really? like I have a, a an insider's view on that. So I go through again, like the whole process in the in the the pig abattoir. We just talk about how it was stunned, how it was bled out, eviscerated, cleaned. The whole bit, right? Mm-hmm. And then after that, then uh, we just kind of split up the room into four and four because there's eight people in a class. And then they take they the head off. Court, oh, they take the head off. <laughs> they take the head and off. You're not squeamish about that at that point. It's 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 a rotational basis. So there's four four and four, right? So then yeah. they each take a turn splitting up the pig into the primal cuts, meaning the big basic four cuts: the shoulder, uh, the loin, the belly, and the ham. And then they each kind of get turned away independently to work on those pieces on their own as I'm guiding right. them through all this stuff. So it's a generally about a two and a half to three hour workshop. And like I said, at the end, everybody has a I way better understanding what the hell's Wang going on. Wang and Tiffany would like totally dominate in this class because I'm sure they understand their cuts. I know Wang does. That they like cutting things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're talking about our wives. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, yeah. well, here's the, the thing. Like, uh, now I would never take this course, obviously. <laughs> it's not for everyone. Yeah. It's, do you get people in there that are like, uh, I'm in over my head. There's been a couple Blood. people that were thinking eh. like, oh man, what have I gotten myself into? And then once they realize that you don't have safety glasses on and there's not shrapnel and blood flying everywhere, like it's honestly, <laughs> like it's, in a the really, movies? it's a really clean thing. Like it's not like people oh, are sure. walking away like, ah, oh, covered in shit. And it's like, it's not that at all. So once we get past like the first couple cuts, then the people that might've been like a little bit reserved are all of a sudden they're the ones that are in there. They're the ones that want to do the next step. They, they're very eager. So I think it's demystifying some of the, yeah, the preconceived notions that people walk in with. But you know what? Again, people are signing $200 of their hard earned money. Like I have a feeling that they're not too totally. Yeah. So what are, what are these people looking for? Like, are these like people who own restaurants? Like it's, this can't be just random Joe. Say yeah, I want to cut my own pork. Some sometimes, like really? honestly, like it's 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 a wide variety of people, man. It's it's chefs, it's 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 meat cutters, like we were talking about in the grocery stores that don't get that hands-on experience. They don't yep. have that. Their meat comes in in packages. They go, I want to know where the hell this stuff comes from. So I've had right. butchers there. Okay, yeah. I've had chefs. I've had restaurateurs. I've had um, people that are starting to raise their own animals. I've had just home cooks. Barbecue is a huge thing. Like those guys that do like the big barbecue competitions. They want to know where stuff comes from, right? Like, like the the housewife that just wants a better understanding of where their meat's coming from and the cuts because the thrifty folks will come out too and realize the benefit of buying a, the biggest piece of meat that they can in, in order to break it down in usable cuts because mm-hmm. I always say like every time I got to touch something with a knife, it costs you money. 
So if you can back up a few steps, yeah, 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 yeah. Big shoulder in and do it yourself. The savings are substantial. Yeah, like wow. Let let me let let me give you an example. Is growing up, my dad would buy Mm -hmm. a quarter or a side of beef with another family. Yep. And they would share the cost of that, and then they would pay the butcher to cut it up. And they would place their order, say, "How much hamburger do you want? How much this? How much that? Whatever, whatever." Come up with a list of all these things that they want, mm-hmm. give it in, and then it would show up all packaged. Yeah. Individually packaged. Yep. And then we would just throw that in the freezer or whatever we wanted to freeze. And eat like kings for a and year. If for, yeah, for six months. Yeah. If you have so much money, that really isn't a concern. But for some people, it does become a concern. So if you, for people that have to watch where their money goes, mm-hmm. those are the ones that really should be paying attention on what what they spend their money on in terms of food like like focus around where do you get the most bang for your buck kind of idea right right and it's not fast food and it's not convenience it's like if you have a limited food budget you should be thinking about going back to the old school way with ingredients and things like that a hundred percent and you know what it's funny you say that because there was an article in the wall street journal like last week and it was like I think the 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 title was something along the lines of like learn how to butcher your own meat. The savings are there, like, and that's what we already touched on it. Like, you can still go to the Costco's of the world and wherever else you want to get your groceries normally, and you can buy bigger pieces of meat. And as long as you have the the basic skills to portion it, like, your the savings are substantial. So, like, yeah, yeah. But these are people that are are people that never grew up learning how to cook either. So that's all they know. Mm-hmm. It, it'd be like me. Right. I'm like, I never really learned how to cook. I re- fell into it. My mom knew how to cook. My stepdad knew how to cook. And then I moved out and moved in with my wife. <laughs> she knew how to cook. You and I never bothered to learn how to cook. But you can't claim, you can't play the ignorance card because every single one of us can pull out one of those things and be instantly tapped into YouTube or any type of recipe True. thing, and there's Bingo. no excuse right. anymore. Because now we have to edit that out so yeah, Tiffany right. doesn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, hey, but you know what? <laughs> point, point made. I but I would, I, would, I would argue that like cooking's not for everybody. Butchery's not for everybody. Home improvements aren't for everybody. Like, that's, it's true. It's but I, I do find cooking interesting, and it's funny because I do watch a ton of cooking shows. Oddly enough, <laughs> like I watch Gordon Ramsay. I watch all these weird cooking. Uh, bon Appetit. Mm-hmm. I watch all those YouTube things. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I'm just interested in the process. Yeah. I don't think, oh, I'm going to go try that ever. Same. I'm just more like, oh, that's so that's how they do it. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? Like, so oh, that's how it's all done. Good luck with that, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this real cool thing. You want to make it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, they're going to make sourdough. Yeah. Want to learn that so you can do it and not me? <laughs> you got to have, a, I think, a bit of a passion for it. But you do have a point. It comes back to the conversation with convenience versus time, money, and everything like that. Like sometimes, like you know what, suck it up, because that forty, fifty, sixty plus dollar meal, depending on where you go. Like I've gone to the keg and dropped five hundred bucks on four people. A couple bottles of wine later, yeah, you're four hundred dollars in. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, is there are people that can't afford that, and then there are people that will. Well, I've got 30 bucks tonight, so it's pizza night, kids. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to order in from two for one or whatever pizza that's available where we can get the best, the most food for our money. Because that's really where it comes down to is I've got a limited food budget. How can I maximize the amount of food I'm going to get to feed my family? But wouldn't that make his process that much like 
Okay, so let's say you're you're whatever thirty dollars for that night. Mm-hmm. Times that by ten, so we got three hundred three hundred so bucks right there. All right, there, okay, three hundred bucks in meat butchered. Mm-hmm. How far would they get you? Well, man, I would wager like people go home with twenty five pounds for two hundred bucks. That's a workshop, like another thirty. That'd be another ten pounds, so like thirty forty pounds of meat. Like, oh my god, that would probably last you like. At least two or three months, I would think. Oh, it's, you get side <laughs> dishes like rice or potatoes. That's right. Or vegetables. Yeah, throw in your side dishes that are on the cheap. Like how much a potato costs? Like how much a is rice? Bag cost? of potatoes like three, four bucks. Yeah. A sack of rice, like we buy, we buy a, a, an eight or ten kilo sack of rice mm-hmm. for thirteen to fifteen dollars. And I would wager that you know meat doesn't always need to be the centerpiece. You guys have fabulous cooks at home. Like I'm sure oh, that meat isn't always oh, yeah, like no. well, that's everything. Uh, breakfast, we'll take lunch, a and dinner. steak that normally would feed one person. It's an eight or ten ounce piece of meat that you throw on the barbecue grill with mushrooms, peppers, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You eat that in one meal. My wife can take that and make three meals out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, because we used to use she'll the take extra four ounces of beef and and make wonders with it. Right. We used to the, uh, the extra steak and make a what we called big salad. It's from Seinfeld, and we just have a big salad with like uh, bo- uh, hard boiled eggs cut up on it, mm-hmm. and the steak pieces left over, and just a nice sauce and big salad night. Right. It's kind yeah. of the, all the leftovers from the fridge. Mm-hmm. But it's awesome. Big salad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's healthy and it's like filling and yeah, it just goes a long way. And that that dollar stretches. But it's a time commitment. Because I don't know, that's man. That's the argument that, that people make, right? It's like, well, I don't have that's the bullshit. time to cook. That yeah, is bullshit. I can you, how long does it take to hard-boil an egg? Six minutes at best? And maybe. And in that time, that steak cooks at the same amount of time. You probably can assemble a meal in 10 minutes, that big salad that you were just talking about. Yeah. yeah. Have you gotten grief from the non-meat-eating people? PETA. Has PETA come to you? <clears throat> I've only had one person kind of like... Um, chirp me a little bit on on social media but i i don't engage because i don't really don't think it's the place to have those conversations so i just like block them but it hasn't been very often and i, I don't know if that's because i'm not high profile enough or what but i don't get i don't get oh, that who smoke. knows maybe maybe you, you'll get a spike in 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 haters after this podcast it's yeah possible. it's possible <laughs> do you think they would appreciate more that you actually do it on a traditional level as opposed to like i, I know like i've i work i drive around town i've seen the protesters outside of fearman's mm-hmm I've seen the chaos they can ensue. And I get where they're coming from. I mean, they don't think animals should be killed like that. Makes all the sense. right to you. Yep. You're doing it wrong, but whatever. All the power to you. Maybe you're, yeah, you're right. Like, do you think they appreciate it more that you do it on a, like, what it comes farm down to, to table just, level as a, as opposed to a corporation level, I think is that, what is what I'm that, going for. That's fair. Like I, I've had vegan, sorry, not vegans, vegetarians actually take the class that we're exploring, introducing meat back into their diet so, for the sole purpose of they want to know where the meat's coming from and how to do it themselves. Okay, so, so okay. yeah. So the, I mean, that's a, that's a certain category, but there's of course there's always going to be the fringe activists that are just like no, no matter what, no animal needs to be slaughtered for human consumption, and then so they'll paint with a broad brush. Whether it's me working with small farms or Fearman's bringing in trucks loads of pigs to kill them, but by the thousands a day, they paint with a broad brush, and that's and they that's just say you're all killers. 
That's right. So then I get lumped into that category too. So like, I don't know, like, again, I just don't have enough energy to kind of like fight that fight. Every <laughs> Quite frankly, <laughs> you know, why, you should just focus your energy on the people that appreciate what you do. Right? Yeah, exactly. So like what I'm trying to do is <clears throat> again, like we talked before, it's just like, I, I just want to work with the small farms. I want to bring it to the people that want it, that are appreciative of it and just work with those people. Like everyone else can, but yeah, that's, that's the funny thing about vegans and all that shit is have your own opinion, have your own thing. I'm totally agree with it. I totally like cool. You be you, I'll be me. You, exactly. We're humans, and we I think, in my opinion, need meat. Need protein. Protein. Anyways, protein. There's certain nutrients that are far we more need accessible it. through the avenues of eating meat. So that's yeah, true. I was always down with the you know I'm I'm against the McDonald's thing. I don't like the fast food way they do it. Like I stopped doing that 20 some odd years ago, just the way I saw they were processing the food. I mean, that's gross, mm -hmm. but knowing that my, you know, relatives are going out there and literally shooting deer yeah. or moose. And then they're hacking it up and we're getting sausage and venison from them. I'm like, this is not it's a bad way to go. Well, yummy, so yummy, I get right. with that gun, I've been following Joe Rogan a lot. Supposedly he hunts everything, mm -hmm. kills everything he eats. You that, like? Would I be able to take you out to the thing? I'm like, we'll shoot this and we'll just gut this deer up right here. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That I mean, bring uh, a rope so you can hang it because you got to bleed it and gut it. And it's, I don't know what is the process. So one of the so I just shot a deer. Yeah, okay, Jim, go. <laughs> so um, it's funny though. Thirty like, seconds. One of the most engaging uh, posts that I've had probably in the last year on my Instagram feed was uh, I took a picture of the lamb abattoir, and we only processed about thirty nine uh, lambs that day. And it was just a picture of the lambs hanging, the carcasses hanging, um, in the killed floor. And it was a very engaging post, and people weren't coming at me like that. Wasn't getting smoke for like you know how can you do that? It was people were just very interested in the process. So killing a lamb. Um, it, we already touched upon this too, about like how quadrupeds, muscular, skeletal, you know, systems very much similar across the board, any animal that walk, walks on four legs. So lamb is very similar to doing a deer. And that's why I get some hunters that come out there to take the lamb classes. So if you were to process or sorry, shoot a deer in the field, it would just be a matter of bleeding it out properly. Um, and then skinning it and then eviscerating it, meaning taking out all the insides, heart, liver, lungs, etc., And then, uh, taking the carcass back and hanging it preferably for at least seven days to try to get uh, some age on it so that it breaks down the connective tissue and gets it a little bit more tenderness. And then we would just butcher it to spec after that. What it, what it, what, the, what is your long term process with this though? That you want to just be doing these seminars, or do you want to own your own butcher shop? No, 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 no. You can pay me enough to have a butcher shop. That's for insider reasons that I don't want to get into here. But running a business is a lot of work. Yeah, but I am running a business. Like I'm running these workshops, and then again, like true, I said, like, I'm doing the meat share program. So that's something totally different that doesn't require a storefront that is open seven days a week. And I'm hoping that people come through the doors. No, right? no, no, hundred percent. There's the, a lot of risk and overhead. Exactly. And, yeah. the, the line share. Of the business comes from it's all online uh, I don't have inventory um, once I have enough people I purchase the animal and then I and then I break it down and they take everything away so like I don't have that my learn long term um, yeah that's interesting that's a good question because it was just posed to me the other day and, and like I see that I see the meat shares as more of a long long game as opposed to the workshops for some reason I just see that petering out at sometimes I could be wrong it's, they seem to be going well I've been doing it now for seven years great I, I think it I think we covered a lot of great topics today and I mean, I, I really want to thank our guest. And, and is there anything 
that you want to tell the people? Are you got any upcoming workshops? Do you have any social uh, platforms you want to share? Instagram, Facebook, anything like that? Yeah. Um, so there's uh, the Meet Share program is getting launched, and uh, it's actually the first pickup is uh, this week. But um, I don't know that the podcast will be out, so um, it won't. No, March, <laughs> March, <laughs> March fifth. March fifth was the first one, but March twenty sixth okay. is the uh, might be able to sneak that one in. I don't know yes, might be able to. I will. What about April? I will push for that. Okay, so March twenty sixth is going to be the grass fed beef, and uh, I just opened up chicken shares too from Fenwood uh, Farms in Ancaster, so I've got that really nice chicken. Uh, other than that, there's uh, there's always workshops happening, but I would just steer people to my website, um, jwaldronbutchers.com. Um, and if you Instagram jwaldronbutchers, you'll find them. On That's J W A L D R O N. Correct. Dot com. J Waldron Butchers. Butchers, sorry. Yep. Throw the. I was just trying to there. get your name in there spelled right. Yep. Yep. So Jay Waldron Butchers will get you Instagram, Facebook, yeah. and my website. And we'll make sure we get it down in the credits and, and, and everything as well. So, awesome. Um, thank you so much once again. That and, was great. And yeah, definitely, we're gonna. I, I want to talk to you afterwards because I'm interested in your meat chair program and cool. things like that. So. Yep. That was great, man. Thank you so much. The views and opinions expressed on the podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the Jam Production Company, its affiliates, and or its partners.